Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, tomorrow, Be'ezras Hashem, or tonight already, is going to be Tubishvat. So I thought it would be appropriate to do a Temen Alachashir relating to Peros Ha'ilah. Now, I don't think we ever discussed uh, grafting fruits and what the Alachic implications of that are. So in honor of Tubishvat, uh, even though it doesn't feel, at least here in New York, that the Shkedia uh, Parachat or Hashemesh Pazarachat, but uh, it's, uh, it's a kind of cold over here, but we're already, uh, we're already thinking about, uh, about fruits of the tree. So let's discuss a little bit about about uh, about grafting uh, peros, the uh, the pasuk in the very beginning of the Torah in, in Parshas Parashas already tells us that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the various eight pre to be different, to be distinct from each other, and not to mix with each other. The pasuk emphasizes the term limino. The pasuk says Hakadosh Baruch Hu vayomer lokim tachayer it's dasha esav mazriyazara eight pre also pre limino asher zara bal arz veichein vatotayer it's dasha esav mazriyazara limineu veetos apri asher zara bal limineu that there seems to be this emphasis on each min being each min and not being mixed together with other minim. In fact, the Sefer Achinuch Mitzvah Reish Memdalit explains that the reason for the idea of the Isser of Kalayim is Ki Hashem Baruch Hu Bara Olama B'chachma B'tunu B'das HaKadosh Baruch Hu created this world with a very good amount of, uh, of, of wisdom and of understanding U'biyos Yodei Elokim Ki Kol HaSharasu Umuchuvan B'Shleimus L'Nyano Shuts created that which there was a need for in this world. So he uh, commanded that each min should do what it was designated to do. That they shouldn't mix with each other, because if they mix with each other, they're going to be missing out on their own shlemus. That essentially, on some level, we're messing with the Bria when we graft things with each other, when we mix two different items together. So what is the actual halacha in the Torah? So the Pasuk in Vayikra Perik Yotas, Pasuk Yotas, Eschukosai Tishmaru Behem Tuchalos Arbiya Klayim, Sod Chalos Sizra Klayim, Uvege Klayim Shatnis Lo Yala Alecha, tells us about three different types of Klayim, that you shouldn't have Kilei Behema, you shouldn't have Klayim in your field, planted in your field, and you shouldn't have a Beged of uh, of Klayim. If you learn the Mishnahis, Meseches Klayim, what emerges is that there are really six types of klayim. There's shotness, of course, mixing wool and linen. There's crossbreeding two different types of animals to create a third uh, type of animal, a, a third, a new species. And then there's using two animals to work together, to pull a wagon together, or to pull a plow together. So that's also kile behema. Then there's grafting different trees, which uh, which which would include planting one on top of or inside of the other. And then there's planting other things, there's kilea kerem, planting other things in a, in a vineyard, um, and then there's planting two crops um, together or right near one another without uh, involving a, uh, a vineyard. So, so the Torah, you'll notice, never explicitly says that you're not allowed to graft trees, but yet, that's one of the six categories that we just enumerated. So where does that come from, the idea that you're not allowed to graft trees? So if you look in the Gemara in Kiddushan and Davlamatesamadal, the Gemara tells us, Bam Tuchalos Arbiya Klaim Sadchalos Sizra, Ma Behemtucha Baharva'a. 
Avsadcha bar kava, uma behemtcha noig vein barz in chutzlar, avsadcha noig vein barz bein bechutzla aretz. That there's a hackish between the yisur of kile behema and the yisur of klayim with plants. So just like cross breeding animals to create a new breed, a new species is going to be yisur. So too with trees, you take two different trees and you graft them together to create a new kind of fruit. That too is going to be yisur. And then the gemara tells us a second chiddush that unlike most uh, mitzvos atzlius ba'ar. Unlike most Yisurim that relate to Karka, which only apply in Eretz, in Eretz Yisrael, Sadcha's Bein Ba'aretz, Bein B'chutz La'aretz. The Rambam in the first paragraph of Hilchus Klai Malacha He writes, it's included in the history of and then he gives examples of how you would violate this history your mark of Elon be Elon like a tapuach you take a citrus tree with a you know an esrog tree with a with a tapuach let's assume in Rishonim already tapuach means apples so you mix apples and esrogim or something like that so that's already going to be a violation of uh, of of Kalayim to uh, to graft trees. Now, lest you think, yeah, but how often does that happen? It happens all the time. A lot of times, people because the issue is not only to uh, to plant Kalayim. There's an issue of being Mekayim Kalayim. The Shulchanach Paskins in Hilchas Kilei Ilan Simon Reish Sadiyeh in Yardea Siv Zayin Asur Lekayim Hamork of Kalayim. So if you have a tree in your backyard that you are pruning every once in a while, watering by turning on your sprinklers, you're being Mekayim that tree in some active way. And that tree is Kalayim, then it's a violation of an Isser, Lechora, even in Chutzlaret. And that is, a, that is a, not at all an uncommon thing. Meaning, when you buy a fruit tree to plant in your yard, there's a very high likelihood that that tree was grafted, because a lot of the most delicious fruits are created by trees that are notoriously weak. And in order to make the tree stronger, they'll graft the, uh, the, the delicious fruit tree onto a tree that has a hardier kind of uh, constitution to it. In order that the tree will uh, will last better, so uh, so so it is uh, very likely that if you do have a fruit tree, it's possible at least that that is an actual kalayim. So it's it's really problematic if if you're if you're maintaining that. Now it happens to be there's an iser, there's this, another iser called baltashchis that you're not allowed to destroy a fruit bearing tree. That iser does not apply when the tree is kalayim. Meaning a lot of times people ask, I have a fruit tree in my backyard and it's so annoying it uh, attracts. Uh, uh, squirrels and whatever, you know, it's uh, the fruits rot and they're always falling from the tree. And I want to cut it down. Oh, but there's this issue that, you know, that Kiyadam eats Hasada and it's a Sakana to cut down a fruit bearing tree. It might be a mitzvah, depending on the tree. You may want to look into the tree. You might you may discover that that tree is Kalayim, in which case you have a mitzvah to uh, to cut it down. That would not be a violation of the Isra of, uh, of Baltashkis. If it's a mitzvah, just like it's not an Isra of Baltashkis to, uh, to burn your chametz on Arab Passover. Oh, but it's perfectly good food. No, it's not. It's an Isra. So you have to get rid of it. So uh, maybe uh, maybe a similar thing. Now, it seems that uh, in the 19th century, the 18th century, it was very, very common for Jews to own orchards that had Kalayim trees in it, and the Achronim really struggled with this. Like, how do we justify this minig? The Pesachet Shuvin, some Reish Sadiyes of Katan Dalit writes that there's a Chassam Sofer in Reish Peiches, Odos Shashalu Chachimi Diyudai, Hadarim B'Medinas Hegar, Al Dvar Shenagu Shama Minagavu Seyem B'Yedeyem, Asher Rabim V'Chein Shleimim Konim Kramim Me'arvayim, that there are a lot of... Uh, 
great Yerei Shamayim that buy uh, these vineyards. Betochem Ilonos Netuim Shkedim Vaparsikin Ruban Murkavim Umekayminosan. And they have these orchards with all these types of fruit trees, and they're all Morkav. They're all grafted fruit trees, and they keep them and they maintain them. Vumavor B'Shulchanach Tekeli Ilonoig Ben Bartzim Chutzars Vasel Kaimin. But the Shulchanach Paskins even in Chutzars, you know, let it be Mekayim them. So the the Chasam Sofer is Marich and he's Mefalpel Umasik Bahasa Likna Deladas Atosos Mutal Kaim Beli Maisa. That if you don't do any Maisa, then it's okay. If it's just there, but you're not watering it, you're not doing it. Just happens to be there. Maybe that's not an Isser. And according to the Rambam in Chutzlar, it's at least that's Mutal to do. And he says Vulai Al Zeh Sam Chachim Do You Doi Shenog Al Pimen Agav Sayim Avul Gavshim Pashul Sosn Ashul Chnarch Lomashm Lahakal Bekach. So the Chasam Sofer says maybe if you don't do any Maisa. And you're in Chutz Laaretz, then there's uh, there's room to uh, to be makel. The Archa Shulchan works a little harder at trying to come to a kula in this uh, this area in Reish Sadiyei Seif Yud Zayin, where the Archa Shulchan writes that uh, he has a raya that you're allowed to be mekayim, that you're allowed to keep such uh, su- such uh, fruit trees, because uh, how do I know the whole isser of grafting fruit trees? We already said before, I learned it from the isser of, uh, of of mating different animals with each other, right? So let's say you mated two animals with each other, and it produced something, or produced another animal. Do you have to get rid of that animal? Do you have to destroy that uh, that animal? No. So mimele, degam kilayilan keinu, velechein ishmita matana mishum dechadi, it's all the same din. So Bishlam Kilizar Mikele Kerem Shamdamta Ata Bemsa Gidulan, Ukshis Kadlu Yitl Shumlagamri, Shaykh Kium Beishem Bigidulam, Vahainullah Nikham Shay's Gadlu. He says when it comes to Kilizraim or Kilea Kerem, that while it's still growing, so then uh, then then being Makaim them is allowing them to continue to grow. Avul Bikili Ilan is who Raklasha Kala. But by Kila Ilan it's only for that brief moment originally. Vaharka Humeda Saints then the tree lives forever, so it's not considered be'emtsa gidulam. The tree is going to be there forever. Ve'nosalamuuma va'peros kedelam eleim. It just grows on its own. Ve'emutarim ba'chila. Ve'imkain mashayich be'mekayim klayim. That wouldn't be called mekayim klayim. And then says the Orach Hashulchan, it would therefore turn out delictos ilan isuranami ikam isum loshashchas hazeitza. Meaning the Orach Hashulchan says, with every good kula comes a chumra. Meaning, if you're going to say that this is a kula that we have now, that Oh, you're allowed to be Mekayim, the, uh, the, the grafted tree in your backyard? Well, then you're not allowed to cut it down. Then you're going to have the, the problem of uh, Baltashchis that we spoke about before. There's even a discussion in the Gemara as to whether Goyim are included in this issue. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Nun Vava Medal, tells us that Sheva Mitzvah since Stavu B'nei Noach, and then the Gemara tells us that uh, Reb Lazar Omer, Afala Klayim, that Bnei Noach Musar Klayim, Mutar Bnei Noach Lilbosh Klayim, Luzar Klayim, not all Klayim, they're allowed to wear Shatnis, but Vein Yisurnel Barvas Beima U. The sheet of Reb Lazar is that uh, that Goyim are included in the Isra of uh, of Harkavas Ha'ilan. That uh, so the, the, the Rambam paskins like Reb Lazar. So many other Rishonim do not pass like Reb Lazar. But there is this idea that the uh, Rambam paskins like um, that, uh, that that even non-Jews are included in the uh, in the Isser. So then the question becomes: Okay, so what's called the same the same min when it comes to uh, to different fruits? The uh, the the Mishnah Maseches Klayim in the first paragraph. 
lists different types of animals that a lot of times people would think are very similar to each other, but are considered to be client with each other. Even though the Mishnah says, and the Rambam takes us a step further and says you have similar things in trees as well. And he gives many, many examples. I don't know how to translate all of his examples, but he says you do have a lot of examples of trees that are very similar to each other, and nevertheless they're considered to be they're considered to be shnei minim when it comes to uh, to Klayim. In the Derech Amunar of Chaim Kanievsky writes that uh, there's a discussion whether all citrus fruit are considered to be one min or uh, or multiple minim, and Rav Chaim leaves it as a suffix, that he's not, he's not sure. So uh, so he, he leaves that as a suffix. Rav Meish even has a discussion. He says, what if, you know, you buy all these fancy fruits, Rosh Hashanah time, to say a Shechianu on the fruit? What if it's from a Kalayim tree? Would you say a Shechianu on a fruit that's from a tree that's Kalayim? So so uh, Rav Moshe writes in Negros Moshe or Chaim Chalbei Simenun Ches. He says, "Avalani Musupak, do like even Shapriza Baali Dei Iser Lo Shaiyach Levarich Shechianu Liros Priza Shechianu that you were zochet to see this fruit. If the fruit came about because of an Iser, you're going to say Shechianu that I got to see that someone violated an Iser. Should Nidba Kim Bevarchan Shezachin Liros Shik Over Avera? It's like you're saying a bracha that thank God they're over Avera. But he says the Varik Shechianu Shul Asma. I mean, he said you would say a Bar Priyets on it, but Shechianu Shul Asma Chal Sheika Priza Shabali." that you're you're happy about the existence of such a fruit. There's no Israchila. So you're allowed to say bar so you're allowed to eat it. But but that you're happy that such a thing exists. And he says, therefore, better to have another pre chadash to be Yotze Yashachyanu, just in case you're not supposed to say a Shachyanu on the uh, on on the fruit. So it is something to be mindful of. Obviously we're just uh, scratching the surface of these uh, these halachas, but something to be mindful of that there's probably a lot more Klayim out there than uh, than we think there is, and uh, certainly if anyone is interested in uh, growing their own fruit trees in their backyard, so it's probably something to, uh, to ask a Shiloh about in terms of, uh, in terms of what you're going to grow and uh, how to properly care for, uh, for such trees. Okay, everyone should have a wonderful day and a very happy Tu B'Shvat.